Hi, I'm Chrissy Dwarfald, owner of Cry Media Group, and you're listening to Creative Women's Co. Podcast. Welcome. You're listening to Creative Women's Co. Podcast with our host, Sharo Pinan-Pasan, owner of City Girl at Work. Our Creative Women's Co. Podcast is about sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly side of creative entrepreneurship. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Sharokina Pizan, and I'm so excited to be the season three podcast host for Creative Women's Co. I've known Ari and the Creative Women's Co. team for a long time, and I'm just so honored and excited to be interviewing some amazing women this season. And first up, I'm so excited to introduce you all to Christy Jorfald. She's the owner of Cry Media Group, and she's a personal wardrobe stylist dedicated to women in the media and in transition who are ready to live their best lives. Christy, I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. And um, and I actually, I don't know if, uh, well, you guys are just getting to meet me too. So Christy and I are new at this together. Um, so excited. So I've actually gotten to work with Christy um, on a fashion show. And let me tell you, Christy was amazing to work with. She's so talented. But what I want to do is I want to let Christy tell us a little bit more about her. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance to, to check her out yet online, um, Christy, tell us a little bit more about you. Sure. Well, first off, thank you again for having me. Um, I have been a wardrobe stylist for 12 years now, and wow. my background starts in celebrity wardrobe styling, actually. Um, we'll go back to um, how I kind of broke into the industry. I was in college, and I really wanted to utilize my skills for writing, and I loved fashion at the time. So I thought, hmm, where can I do that? I go to University of Colorado Boulder. There's really no fashion here. Um, <laughs> my mom just really lit up some ideas. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll just try to get an internship with a fashion editorial. Um, and after 20 um, applications, I got my first opportunity with Teen Magazine through Hearst Corporation in Los Angeles. Wow. And then the following summer, I got an internship with Cosmo Girl Magazine through Hearst Corporation again in New York City. Um, unfortunately, after after those two opportunities, uh, both of the magazines folded. And oh, wow. when I finished my senior year of uh, undergrad, I moved to Los Angeles and started working in a PR firm called Showroom 7. Um, and I worked both in their press and wholesale, but it was mainly in the press section where I was introduced to so many top talented celebrity stylists. Wow. So cool. Yeah. So who I just started working with and helping them pull options for their clients. And one thing led to the next and they just asked me to assist them. And that's pretty much how I got started as a stylist. So that was like kind of this natural progression. You'd had all this experience. You went to LA and you were like, wait a minute. Like it's just kind of happening the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's amazing. So what's going on in your mind at the time? You're like, you're just doing your thing. You're pulling some wardrobe <laughs> and you're like, just go, if you can go back to that moment in time, like, are you thinking, 
holy smokes, like what is happening here? That's exactly how I felt. I actually didn't even understand what a stylist did. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't really understand what you're asking. (laughs) She was like, no, I, every time I bring back the clothing that you picked for my clients, they love it. And, you know, I'm so busy. I have a lot of people and A-list celebrities that I have to style on the daily, I would love for you to assist me. And so I thought, okay, well, here it goes, you know, let's try this. And one thing led to the next, I was styling, I was assisting for about two years um, and interning as well, any other opportunity I could get my hands on. Um, Mm -hmm. I did all types of red carpet. I did fashion editorial um, wow. And then I got to work on a bunch of commercials for um, Target, per, 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 you know, dog food. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tricky one. Um, right. Walmart. I mean, it was just so much fun, um, just learning constantly, being challenged. And then I got, um, I landed a job opportunity as the assistant wardrobe stylist on the two-time Emmy-nominated makeover show, How Do I Look? On the oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And now you landed that. And so what are you thinking now? Is it, is it something where you get, you've gotten this opportunity, you've helped out these celebrities, and you're, you're on the show? I mean, is there any part of you that's thinking like, whoa, how do I even – yeah. Like, what What are you thinking at that moment? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I was 24 at the time, I want to say, and it, everything wow. was just happening so fast. Um, that was really, that was actually one of my first really big moments and feeling of accomplishment. I had, it was a really tough interview process. Um, it was about like seven interviews. Um, wow. And then I had to kind of demonstrate how I would work on set with all the crew um, and out of a hundred applicants, I was, I was the one that they chose for that department. Um, and so wow. with my team, we styled all the accomplices. So it was actually the women that were getting made over. And this was really interesting for me because mm-hmm. my past experiences, I was only used to styling women um, that are more of a sample size. And what I mean by that, it's they're typically a size zero to four um, sure. for our models. And in, and in those situations, they don't really get to choose what they wear. We choose for them. But right. here I'm, I'm presented with this um, challenge where it's a real woman with shapes and curves and different sizes and, sure. you know, um, women that are vulnerable and willing to learn how to shop and dress for their body shape. And this was something that I wasn't used to, but um, with patience and a lot of learning, I just was fascinated by it and wanted to continue helping women feel their best. That's amazing. I mean, and that's something too, it's you're, you're up close and personal and you see all of the the insecurities that women have. I mean, you're hearing people say like, I'm not comfortable with this or what if I don't look good in this? I mean, how do you, how do you put people at ease? I mean, that's one of my biggest questions is, you know, we're all, we all have that, right? There's that one body part or, mm-hmm. or a couple for me <laughs> that I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. How do you, how do you work with people um, to make them feel at ease about, you know, what they look like? You really have to start from ground zero and build a relationship and find a connection with that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, my services aren't for everyone, but oftentimes I find that 
um, women just want to be acknowledged for who they are and respected. And um, there's everybody has the chance to be who they're supposed to be. Like we all have a purpose. Um, I don't know. I think it's just, I find so many amazing skill sets and talents with each person that I meet that mm-hmm. I often feel like, hmm, how can we get you to the next level? And one of the things I learned is how to build women's self-esteem and self-confidence through the wardrobe styling process. So it's really taking different pieces of your wardrobe and showing you how to look better or how to boost your self-esteem and get to the, get to the things that you want to accomplish in life. Awesome. No, I think that's beautiful. And, and that, that makes so much sense. And, you know, I think uh, you get this perspective. I think people probably think, oh my God, Christy, like your job seems so amazing. It, it doesn't feel real, right? I'm sure you get a lot of that too. It's and, hard, and harder how, than it looks. <laughs> it is, right? There's, there, You're not just like, you know, on photo shoots all day and like drinking a, I don't know, with like a sparkling water, <laughs> just watching people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot harder than that. There's so much planning and prepping. And especially when you were working on, you know, commercials or photo shoots, people are just like, they imagine that you have this big closet full of clothing. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't have any of that. Like, I have to plan <laughs> and show right. up and, and research. I mean, research is such a big component of my job and, you know, finding more about why women do certain things or how they perceive themselves. And so there's a lot of prep work before any of the fun even starts to happen. Yeah. So if you can walk me through like a typical day, whether you're comfortable talking about it on set or like a prep work day, can you walk us through for our listeners? Again, we're all like, oh my God, she deals with celebrity clients and TV and all of, like, tell us a little bit more about like a typical day for you. And maybe there isn't a typical day. And actually, I'm trying to think of five <laughs> different types of scenarios. I can show you. Um, it's very dependent. It depends if I'm working with a client one-on-one who is looking for this transformation. Um, and then it's completely different if I get hired by a company to shoot a, a commercial and I'm styling talent versus someone that is trying to, you know, change or um, overcome their wardrobe styling obstacles. Is there one that you want me to go through a little bit more of like what I do? Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, the perception is like the, you know, like the day to day again, you're on a photo shoot. What, so yeah, tell us like what a photo shoot's really like. Um, a photo shoot is really exciting. There's just a lot of energy. Um, I think the difference between both would be that with a, when you're on a set for a photo shoot, you're working with multiple people. So it's kind of Mm. that um, office environment when you're just, your energy, it just raises through other people's energies and vibrations. And everybody's there for a purpose. It's to produce their own craft that they're so passionate about. So it's just a room full of passion. Um, My job as a wardrobe stylist, the two most important people on set are is is the photographer and the wardrobe stylist because they're creating the vision of the shoot. Um, So there's a lot of over communication prior to even getting on the shoot. There's a lot of work of um, finding the models or the talent that you're going to be shooting for me personally. I have to shop and get measurements and um, there's always a mood board. Oh, awesome. And the mood board is sometimes um, just a bunch of pictures. It's almost like a collage or 
um, they call inspiration boards too, that you can create them on Pinterest and um, it kind of tells a story. And so Mm -hmm. as the wardrobe stylist, I have to communicate a lot with the photographer to make sure I'm understanding his story and his vision that he wants to create. Um, And then I have to start researching and finding the outfits for the models that we're going to be using on set to style. So I typically have like two days of shopping that I have to do. And then we shoot on set. A typical hour day on set is anywhere from 15 to 18 hours. Whoa. So it's not just like, you know, a couple of pictures and you're done, right? (laughs) There's so much that goes into it. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, And it it also depends if you're shooting film, like on our TV shows, Mm. I was working 15 to 18 hours a day on on how do I look. And oftentimes, it depends how many models that you have on set. So if it's shorter, it could be eight hours. Um, But then we'll do a full day on set, maybe even two days if it's a longer production. Um, And then I have my my following day are all my returns, which is kind of the hardest, really. Yeah, <laughs> that's the hard part. Yeah. I've done some style shoots for events, yeah. and okay. that is the worst. <laughs> you're going through, you're like, which store did I buy this again? You have to that's keep all your receipts. All your receipts, and oh my gosh, it's just so much work. And no one really teaches you that. I mean, there's there aren't really many schools in the United States that teach you how to go through um, and do returns properly without getting fined or, you know, not getting asked back to work on that production with those directors again. So, right. Yeah. Right. And so, and one question I do want to ask you, I mean, you know, thank you for sharing that insight because I think some of our listeners are just probably going to say, wow, I did not realize 15 to 18 hours, but that's incredible. Um, what's an example that you'd say, like maybe of a time that you, you know, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, you have this amazing, uh, you know, relationship with these photographers, but what's a time, you know, is there a time that you can think of that was really difficult? Uh, you know, maybe the communication just wasn't there. Like, can you tell us a little bit about when things don't go as planned? Oh gosh. Yes. You always have to prepare for the worst because that's <laughs> the nature of how this works. I mean, there's a lot of negotiation in the beginning, just Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that there's a budget is involved, um, that they even have a budget for wardrobe and a budget for your services, because, um, those are two separate payments and oftentimes they don't. And so you kind of have to, um, fight for your worth and just be mindful. Like, is this something that's really going to benefit me and my book and my experiences moving forward? Or am I just, you know, putting in too much work and not getting paid what I should be? Um, I think that sometimes is something that most people struggle with. Um, I had an experience. I I mean, that's just, yeah, that's very common. Um, Yeah. And is that more like when you're working with, um, it sounds like you're talking more about uh, personal styling. So like, let's say I hire you and I say, hey, Christy, I want, um, I want, you know, I want to, uh, an outfit for this gala I'm going to. Um, but sometimes people don't know what's involved in that, right? They think they like, they think they know what a personal stylist does, but like you have to kind of go through and explain the process because if you don't, then it's like, you could be working for hours and hours and hours and keep repulling and it's gotta be intense. So for the example that I just gave you, that's more of, um, 
organizing a shoot for Got it. You know, a magazine or a commercial. For my one-on-ones, the process is completely different. Um, mm. My clients come to me because they're looking just to kind of change so much so it's like their lifestyle. I mean, this is a big change that um, that we're working on together. And so the process works just a little bit differently because um, they can hire me on for a, a package service, which encompasses about nine different services. Um, oh, wow. And I just want to use me to help them put different outfits together for different events that they have coming up or trips that they're going on. So, oh, wow. No, that's super helpful. So there's nine packages that they can pick. Wow. That's awesome. There's, there's something for everybody. Yeah. Hi there. I'm Leslie Castromere from Creative Women's Co. I'm here to tell you about the collective membership. Many of you have been asking us about how you can be more involved and engaged with us, whether it's through our live events or online. Here's how. Join us as a collective member starting as low as $9 a month. You can join Ari and many other creative women entrepreneurs for quality conversations at our live and online events, learning brunches, casual cocktail events, panel gatherings, speed mentoring sessions, and more. Also included is a monthly collective members only live mastermind video call on a variety of topics to discuss your challenges and how you can thrive. All that and more included in your collective membership starting as low as $9 a month. Join us as a collective member today. Sign up at creativewomens.co slash membership. And and I think it's like sometimes, I mean, do you feel like people know that that's an option or do you feel like you're always telling people like, hey, I'm a stylist. I don't just work with celebrities. I don't just do this. Like, I can help. (laughs) I can help you. Yeah. I'm trying to step away from that, um, that vision really because someone said to me recently, like, you're actually the celebrity stylist for the everyday woman. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually really true because- I think everybody can benefit from having a stylist and it's not just people in the media or um, on TV or, you know, going to big events that um, can have a stylist. Um, So I think, sorry, I forgot your Yeah. No, 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 no. I was going to say, I think that what's cool is that, you know, like you are, you know, it is, it is an approachable service, right? It's not like people feel like, oh, you know, only the celebrities can hire me. It's like, yeah, you know, I can hire you and say, hey, Christy, I'm going to this gala or this event, or I'm going, you know, for a photo shoot for my headshot for my personal website. I mean, right. I want somebody to make me look good. There are so many different ways to use and incorporate a stylist. It can be from a branding perspective on um, how you want to be perceived within your business. Um, yeah. A lot of women that I work with are women that um, are newly divorced and are oh, wow. looking to rebuild their self-esteem and who they are as an individual, not as um, a married woman. And so they come to me mm. because they want to find out who they who they really are um, as Miss Davis versus Mrs. Smith, right? Um, right. To work with so important. A lot of women that are going through weight changes or weight gains, and it's more of a conversation of, okay, instead of going out shopping and, you know, breaking the bank and, you know, buying multitudes of things that you're not even really sure that fit your new body shape, let's hire in a seamstress, right? And figure right. out a different way that, we can still make things work with what you have in your closet. It's not always just about shopping. It's what do we have to work with? 
Um, I also right. just wrapped up a job with uh, Reynolds Kitchen Consumer Products, you know, your, your tinfoil company. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and it was great because they hired me to help um, one of their employees kind of get to the next level and, um, you know, be more on brand for their new position. So that was really cool and a very neat experience. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have even thought that you'd work on something like that. That's so incredible. It's just, you have so much experience, so much portfolio experience. It's like, when you look at your website, there's so, you're just doing so many things. It's so cool. Um, yeah. And so, and one thing, you know, I, I read, you know, somewhere that you, you were talking about when you shop with a client, um, and that you get to feel this deep joy and satisfaction. And you said something about an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, thanks. That's actually my favorite, favorite, favorite part about working with every client. And every client has it. They all go through it. It's just so special and unique. Um, this typically happens when we are in the dressing room. Um, and this mm -hmm. is during our shopping date, which is our second time working together um, through our package deals. And this is when... Um, my client just lights up and it's this aha moment that just sparks. And um, I can just see a shift in their mind where everything that we've been working on, all the coaching, all the teaching of how to pair things together, their body shape, how to dress for it, their self-worth, their confidence, what we're trying wow. to achieve just all comes together. And they finally feel like I can do this. This is me. I never knew that I could pull this look off. I didn't think I could fit into this. I didn't know that this is how you put things together. This is fun. This is exciting. Yeah. You know, this feels like me. And that is just so, so cool. That's so cool. I mean, when you get that client to, to say this is me, I mean, I think that's, it's like you nailed it, right? You like checked it off. It was, you accomplished the goal for the day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think a That's lot of awesome. people have ideas of what they want to be perceived as, or um, they're not sure at all. And that's why having a stylist is really great, because we open the doors for them, and we help them envision things that they didn't even think they knew about or were possible. Um, so yeah, there's just so many different ways to go about working with a stylist. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And when you said, you know, you have different options. So what's a typical, like, like I come to you and say, Hey, Christy, you know, I want help with this. Can you walk me through the process? You said you don't go shopping right away. So mm -hmm. there's the little getting to know you yeah, process. Absolutely. So after we have our discovery call, um, which is a complimentary phone consultation, consultation that I have over the phone um, it's for me to really learn about your styling goals and needs for the year. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Once we kind of see what it is that you need, um, I'll send over a proposal. And um, once you've you know checked off which one you want and we're going to move forward, I send you mm -hmm. a pretty in-depth client questionnaire. It's about 12 pages long. I know it sounds like oh, wow. <laughs> it's really interesting. And I have the clients fill this out in the comfort of their own home prior to our initial um, in-home consultation is because yeah. a lot of uh, psychological questions where you're really have sure. to like sit, think, um, and, and really like see 
yourself for who you are and how you view yourself, how your friends view you, how you want to be viewed, and um, just an array of questions of um, anything from, you know, any fabrics that you might be allergic to, to where do you like to shop, what outfits would you want to um, try, but you don't feel like you can pull off. I mean, it's just sure. an array of different questions. And this is kind of like my personal Bible, um, because this really helps me figure out who you are as a person prior to coming in and stepping into your closet. Um, and it really yeah. helps me understand where I'm going to take you to. And so That's awesome. um, after I receive your questionnaire, um, we'll schedule our first meeting together where I come to your house and um, we step into your closet and have your first closet cleanse and so much fun. It's just, it's a new experience for everyone. We go through everything that you own and decide, okay, when was the last time you wore this? Is this still something that you like? Tell me about this piece. What gravitates to you? I just kind of learn more about why you shop the way that you do, what colors you gravitate towards. There's a lot of trying things on um, so I can see how things fit your body shape. I also take your body measurements um, to see what body shape you actually are because most women shop without even knowing what their body shape is. And this is a no-no because you're wasting a lot of money. Um, The closet cleanse is just a way to remove the things that are no longer working for you so that we can mm-hmm. bring in all the good things to, um, you know, get you to where you want to be going and set your, your best foot forward. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And with that, um, my photographer and photo team come in and they take pictures of everything that you own. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie Clueless, but... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That was like our, what we lived by, right? In the 90s. It was awesome. So Cher Silverstein, or Alicia Silverstein, who plays Cher, um, she kind of has this uh, software. It's an inventory of her closet. I always wanted that. that's exactly what I offer to my clients. So everyone after working together, um, after the shopping is all said and done, and um, we've taken pictures of everything that you own and anything that you purchase, we put together your lookbooks and this is digitally. So you have an app on your phone that um, opens up to your inventory, which you have access to 24 seven. So you see everything that you have in your closet. Yeah. and then you also get a hold of your lookbooks, which are anywhere from 40 to 90 outfits based on the season and the package that you purchased mm-hmm. um, of different outfits that you have going on for that season. So it can just be anything from day to night outfits for your um, your work or date nights, or maybe you have conferences coming up and you need specific outfits for your conference trip. Yeah, um, so many different outfits for different reasons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thank That's you. That's so cool. Yeah. So, you know, as far as, you know, like learning all of this, I know you had the experience and thank you for sharing that. Uh, Cause there are things that I think we're all like, Oh, that's interesting. Didn't know that that went into that. Um, what's interesting to me, you know, it's, it's like you said, a lot of it, you learn as you go. Um, yeah. And 
were there anything that was there anything specific that you can think of that surprised you about being an entrepreneur, like doing this on your own versus, you know, yeah. like when you were interning, like, tell yeah. me, I mean, what, what, what surprised you? Well, you know, when you're an intern or you're assisting, it's not all on you. You know, you have your boss, right. but if anything goes wrong, your boss has to take care of it. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's, it is all on you. It's I mean, all you. You're the face of the brand. You're the one that's managing and making everything happen. And I think there's, I think people forget or, or you might not even know when you actually step into the entrepreneurship role is that you're not just doing your own craft. You're doing a bunch of other skills and wearing many other hats within the company and things that you never even knew about or, you know, I don't know, like marketing, finances, PR, sales. I mean, it's just ongoing. And you know, you, I, I, and I don't think it's, it is something that's surprising, but I definitely think that being an entrepreneur, you've already created that vulnerability of stepping forward and, and owning who you are and what, what it is that you want to sell and, and teach the world. So when there's a new skill set that you have to learn, I don't think it's something that is so much of a challenge um, per se, because you're already are willing to take it to uh, take everything that you're doing to the next level. So it's more of so like, okay, how am I going to tackle this? When am I going to find the time to teach myself how to do these things? Um, because it's certainly not something that we anticipate. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely been like the challenge is just, you know, realizing that there's so much more that you need to learn um, and being really open and networking with other people or just getting yourself out there to meet someone that can help you. Right. No, totally. And how do you, and my question for you is how do you feel about social media? Like how, what's your, what's your relationship with social media? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are there things that are frustrating yeah. or exciting? <laughs> no, that's so interesting. Um, so I'm 32 and social media didn't start much until, I mean, only a, a couple of years ago, really for me. And um, it wasn't something that I knew how to handle so much. Yeah. Um, I have a team now um, that I hire interns for. I think uh, students are our future and totally. I love learning from other people and I'm not perfect and I don't know everything. So I think in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to continually teach yourself and learn from others. Mm -hmm. um, so I love bouncing ideas back and forth with my team. Um, I've learned just um, within my, my own personal styling business, which is only about three years old, um, you know, in most entrepreneurial experiences, your first couple years is just a trial run, right? I mean, it's a roller coaster sure. and you're learning what <laughs> works and what doesn't. And, right. There's um, no manual. <laughs> no, there's no manual. And it's just craziness, but good craziness because you're loving what you're doing. And yeah. um, it's just learning what social media um accounts like work for you and don't. I mean, I, I realized that Instagram for me, my clientele comes through referrals mostly. Um, but I realized that I don't, my demographic isn't really on Instagram. Sure. Um, but so what's a way I, I, you know, I sit down with my team and I talk to them and I say, you know, what's a way that we can utilize this platform 
to engage with other demographics. You know, maybe they're not someone that would be an immediate client, but I still want to offer my services and my tips and tricks to the world because I think everyone can benefit from them. Totally. Um, so it's just finding, you know, Instagram is, is more of like a learning platform for me um, to offer my my skills and, or, or, you know, tips and stuff like that. Facebook as well. So I think they're all a little bit different and they can help you in different ways. Absolutely. Um, and one, uh, two last questions for you. One is um, how do you uh, how do you de-stress after a really stressful day or stressful week? Like, what do you do for yourself? How do you, uh, like, if you don't mind sharing, like, what's your self-care uh, regime or regimen? Um, <laughs> yoga for me. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I typically like to do, like, a high-intensity workout in the morning. I think creating really strong morning and evening rituals are the key to having a successful day. Um, yes. <laughs> and mindful of the energy you bring into your day versus how am I going to fit this into my time and having time management. Because um, I've always struggled with time management and I lose focus really easily. Um, so it's really setting yourself up to be successful with having really good energy, having a good breakfast in the morning. Cooking has been just a, a, a releaser for me at the end of the day by 6 p.m. I, you know, shut off my things to do and I start cooking or um, we'll take a break and do some yoga just to kind of decompress and oh that's awesome just put on essential oils and uh, just relax kind of get away from tv or the internet um, and just either journal about my day and um, just kind of self-focus or read a book yeah, it's nice to get back to you. I mean, after you've given so much of yourself to everybody else during the day. Um, and so my question, you know, my next question or my last question for you is where do you see yourself within the next five years or 10 years? Like, where are you going with your career and what you're doing? Yeah, so um, on a side note, I've started a little side hustle with a girlfriend of mine from college. And we'll, we'll tell you too much, but it's really exciting. It's the future of travel and fashion so oh, wow. um, in the next few years um there'll be lots of styling all over the world for women in need um, oh my god that's amazing yeah um prior to um leaving LA and moving back to Chicago I was supposed to hop on another makeover show um with Carson Cressley he had started a show called Carsonation um oh, wow. where he um would travel around the United States and give elaborate makeovers to women in need. And that's mm -hmm. just something that has always been of interest to me. So that could maybe be something um, that yeah. flourishes in the near future. And um, I also received my master's in elementary education. And oh, wow. I ended up not teaching, but I do have a big love for education. Um, and so I would love to start my own nonprofit down the line where I can implement literacy programs and career opportunities um, for orphans in orphanages in Columbia, South America, where my mother's from, and like oh, wow. back to my styling business here in Chicago. So. Oh my God, that's incredible. Oh my God, you have so many amazing things coming up. We just can't wait to, to you know, keep, keep, us, uh, keep us posted. I want to see like where all this happens and all these amazing things that are coming your way. 
Thank you. Yeah. And for, you know, for everybody else that's listening right now, um, how can they find you, Christy? What's the website or uh, what's the best way for them to find you? Sure. You can find me on my website at www.christyjorfall.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-E-J-O-R-F like Frank, A-L, Diaz and David. Um, that's just like the best way. Or you can email me directly at Christy at christyjorfall.com. Awesome. Well, Christy, thank you so much for for taking the time to to chat with me today. Uh, I'm so excited. Again, you heard it here, Christy Jorfald of Cry Media Group. And um, thanks again so much, Christy. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. This episode is sponsored by City Girl at Work. Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode. We hope you have an amazing day. 